Good morning, everyone. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Jimmy. How are you today? Fine, thank you, Perry. How are you? Very good. It's a lovely sunny day. And actually, my backdrop reflects what's happening outside this morning. So that's quite nice. <laughs> How are you, Jimmy? Yeah, good. Thank you, Perry. Um, nice day and uh, a good show scheduled. Perfect. Good stuff. So... And my backdrop bears no resemblance to my house whatsoever. Because <laughs> <laughs> that actually backdrop's quite... tidy. <laughs> quite fitting to what we're going to discuss, though. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so what we're discussing is secrets of home styling. So tiny little touches that could add big money to your selling price. So imagine if you could increase your sale price by up to 8%. Yep, 8%. With just a shop list and a weekend. So how do you think we would achieve that then, guys? Ooh, a bit of hard work and thought. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think the key thing is some professional styling is, is kind of required, isn't it? And it is proven to help home sell faster and for for more money um, by consciously elevating the look of every room um, from setting the stage to creating a sense of space. And there's all important final touches as well, which Andrea, as girlies, are normally quite good at. <laughs> um, but a stylist expert, I can spot the kind of unseen bits of a property, can't you, and the untapped potential, um, where us mere mortals perhaps don't. Probably you fall yeah. into that camp, Jimmy, with the final touches. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I'm, sty I'm stylish. <laughs> so if you've ever visited a show home um, on a new development, we've all seen those, haven't we? Um, yeah. And you see how the builders spend thousands of pounds on the interiors, don't they, to really show off it to its maximum. A little bit of like the backdrop you've got, Andrea, this morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they understand the power of uh, careful styling and how you can kind of turbo charge uh, how your house looks and your profits because of that, because people fall into that viewing, don't they? Mm -hmm. um, but you don't need their budget to do that, I don't think. You know, or Llewellyn, Lawrence Llewellyn Bolin, should I even say. <laughs> I used to watch that when he did all these changing rooms, etc. So you don't really need him yeah. after wafting in with his oversized cuffs and giving your home a valuable upgrade and show-stopping looks, you can kind of create that yourself, can't you? So our expert guide is bursting with knowledge, um, skills and tips to professionally style your house, to make buyers fall in love with it, um, and also to pay a handsome price and reward to you. So, you know, a little bit of effort at the outset, what we certainly see is by setting the stage, creates good income at the end of it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I would... Um... Just going on what you said about um, the new developers, um, what they do. I've, I've watched a couple of series recently on, I mean, next Netflix or Amazon Prime. Um, a state agency aren't like this, but if people want to watch it, it's called Selling Sunset. And there's another one in uh, America where they're selling big homes in either Australia or New York. And some of these people, or their advice, the agents are given these people would spend. 50, 60, 70,000 on designing or interior designer to get the house to look perfect for the right buyer to come in and target the right buyer to pay the best price for the property. They are selling multi-million pound properties, but you can do that on a lesser scale with the, with the market in the UK. Absolutely. It's all about percentages, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree. But I think on a smaller scale, though, I mean, I mean, some people just don't have the affordable cash to, you know, especially at the moment, to, to put out, to get the property looking like a house. But what mm -hmm. they can do is, on a much smaller scale, as you said, Jimmy, it's just with the stuff that they've got, it's just placement. 
isn't it? Mm -hmm. Some things in the house might just not be in the right place. And mm -hmm. a little shifty around not might not necessarily cost you anything. Um, and it will just look better in another area. It's absolutely true, you know. Um, and for those of you out there watching, if you've got some great ideas, you know, we, we're not the masters of it all. We've got some tips and uh, guides that we can help with it. But uh, if you'd like to comment, like, show some love, we'd really appreciate that this morning. Um, but I think when you talk about that as well, about how you, you design and, and doing it on a budget, um, there are various ways that you can do that. And it is about making a difference. I remember um, not that long ago, we went out to a property and it was one actually that Jim had gone out to. And we were really struggling for viewers because it's kind of over pl open plan living. But what they had done is they put like a couch almost across the middle of the room, separating the open plan a little bit. But what it did was make the rooms look really small in both areas. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to kind of work out why are people not falling in love with it when they go to view it? And we couldn't understand it. So I came up with the thought of, well, why don't we just jig the furniture around a little bit? And we moved that couch, put little tables and lamps and things in, and suddenly the room just looked twice as big. Mm -hmm. And actually we, we sold it because we did that. And the feedback from the client was they couldn't believe the difference of just moving one piece of furniture mm -hmm. had changed the whole look of a house. Have you had examples of that, Jimmy, when you've been out and about? Um, yeah, definitely. A lot of people, what I get, um, especially if it's part of an estate, they tell me oh, I'll be ready in two weeks when I've cleared the whole property if it's got a lot of stuff in. Mm -hmm. And I always say, well, hold on a minute. If you're moving all the stuff away, then there's no character or homely mm -hmm. feel to the property. Let's, let's have a look what we can keep and where we can position it to make it look like a home and functional for this is who I think the buyer is going to be. So let's put X, Y, Z here and this over here. So if it's a family home, then they can, it flows through nicely into the back garden or outdoor living, or if it's a downsizer where we can position it to make it as easy as possible to maneuver around and can see the longevity of that being their last move or whatever it may be. So um, yeah, it's not always about that. It's about suiting it to the buyer as well. But yeah. there was a video that Andrea, I think you shared recently, um, the final touches where Jim was mopping the floors up to make it yes. give it the right shine, <laughs> give it the right shine and stuff like that. So there's loads of little things that you can do just to give it that extra pop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we've got a comment here from Jim Gilmore. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for joining us. Um, he's starting his first flip next week. Um, uh, would we recommend staging it? I think the answer would have to be if it's going to be an empty property, putting some kind of furnishings in it will always enhance it and show it off to its best. Uh, people will get an idea fully of what the rooms can take, you know, furniture wise. Uh, you don't want to overcrowd it and you want to do it sort of, it's just sort of a, maybe a basic staging. So if it's a, a little kitchen, that can get a table in it, put a little table in it, and people can see what they can do with the space. All right, Perry, have you got any thoughts on that as well? Yeah, absolutely, I do. I think the key thing, Jim, um, is to make it also as neutral as you can. Um, don't go kind of overboard on the decor, because what you want to do is show it to a way that anyone with any taste can see it almost like a blank canvas, if you like, but also like a modernised and good version where they don't feel that they need to do anything to it. Um, really welcomes them in and gives them an idea of having what they can use the space for um, rather than limiting it because you've already designed it all. But staging is really important. And actually, there may be a lady watching this morning, yeah. um, Linda Martin, 
Um, if Linda is watching, Linda is fantastic at this and she does exactly what you're looking to do, Jim. And she buys in Fife area and she designs and flips property and she always stages them. Um, and she's a very successful businesswoman by doing that. So absolutely really good if you maybe try to locate Linda on social media. Um, Linda Martin, mm -hmm. very, yeah. very good at it. We actually did, there was a Wealth Creation Show programme, which you can find on our website blogs uh, with Linda Martin. Um, it was a few months back, but you should be able to find that quite easily. Um, mm -hmm. And she gives great hints and tips in that and shows, got a lot of pictures of what she's done. Yeah. So thank you for your question, Jim. Jim, have you anything to add to it? Um, I'll be dropping you a message, Jim, so I can sell it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, right you answer were, jimmy <laughs> uh if you if it was a the first thing jim that a professional property stylist would do is look around your home for what they can already work with so the blank will be a blank canvas and because every stylist wants to start with a blank canvas and make it clear on the mind to create a perfect picture so as i said previously i would be once someone comes and sees you and knows your market then I'd be styling it and furnishing it to to suit that person who's going to come through the door and most likely to pay you the best price yeah that's yeah. a really good point actually Jimmy and that takes us in nicely to actually our next conversation so streamlining your home and um, we've got four really good processes and parts to this where it can help you and it would possibly assist yourself Jim so Jimmy do you want to start off with with kind of the first ones um yeah to work with designers, uh, dispensers of luxury branded bathroom products like Joe Malone, um, fluffy white towels, robes, stylish storage boxes and baskets, candlesticks, figures, accessories, and books on shelves or coffee or coffee tables. I actually had a client recently um, sold a property in Ladybank. You have a look on it; it's on Commercial Road. All the all the room bedrooms had a like a color theme, and she had like little. Um, face masks on the on the beds and candles and stuff like that and towels and and throws over the beds it was really really nicely really nicely done and that was just she had good style i guess because <laughs> <of that, well, laughs> that, um, that was a that was a brilliant beautiful home actually and you make a good point there jimmy because i think what we see we all do it ourselves don't we and we want something lived in but we all love it if we go to a nice hotel, don't we? And we go to the bathroom and you've got the nice soaps and you've got all the kind of luxury items. We do enjoy that, don't we? Um, yeah. And it's quite nice to do that in your home because it kind of creates that sense of high-end finish to anyone who's coming to view it, doesn't it? And you don't need to spend a lot. Yes, Joe Malone's fantastic, but honestly, you can go to Aldi's and get almost the same thing for like three or four pounds. You yeah. know, it doesn't need to be totally expensive. Um, I'm like a big Aldi fan at the moment. I've kind of recently started going there, as I'm sure some of us have, because we're all kind of feeling a bit of a squeeze. But you can get some nice styling finishes there that look nice. And Aldi are quite um, cheeky in how they do it as well, because their bottles actually even look like Joe Malone bottles, which is yeah. great. So there's good ways to do it without spending a, a buck of money. Um, Jim's just thanking us for, for the advice. You're more than welcome. But yeah, have a wee trip to Aldi as well for your finishes. <laughs> what would be the next kind of point that you think, Andrea, would be good to kind of well, advise? To hide away or not hide away, really. Toothpaste and toothbrushes, washing mm. up liquid, dishcloths, sponges, hair dryers, plastic chopping boards and utensils, loose paperwork, phone chargers. Of course, this sounds like my house. Stray cables, spare noodles. <laughs> 
and anything else that doesn't look beautiful um you know you can keep the kids out but you know hide all those other <laughs> things away <laughs> if people think... don't want to see your toothbrush and what brand of toothpaste you're using you know yeah. if you don't have a cupboard already just gather them up put them into a, a plastic box and tuck them away somewhere so that they're not on display you know you don't have to go to the expense of putting up a wall cupboard in your bathroom and if you've got space for it and you think it's going to sell your property better yes you can you know we've got really nice ones out of ikea with mirrors on the front and they're absolutely ideal very easy to put up you don't need really need a tradesman to do it um so again that's saving you money uh, but yeah tuck those things away don't leave things out for you know, the more you leave out the, pe the longer people linger and the longer mm. they linger the more chance they've got a spot in something they don't like so. <laughs> it's true though because you don't want them coming into a room and then trying to work out what the room is yeah. doing and saying about the house that that's a big key yeah. well you don't want them questioning what the owners are doing you want exactly. it all to be about the house yeah Absolutely. And I think, you know, you talk about the toothbrushes and things. And but one of my pet hates when I go in as well is when you go into the bathrooms and you can see that the towels are in there and they're used and they're hanging on the bath rather than on a rail or mm. the toilet brush holders and things like that. It's all those little things that just don't look great, do they? Um, so it's yeah. about that that kind of decluttering this, I guess, mm -hmm. um, while still keeping it warm and inviting and lived in, because you don't want it to look like a show home where actually they can't imagine themselves then living in it. So it's a, bit of, it's a fine balance, isn't yeah. it, of getting that yeah. right? I remember I bought new towels when we were moving, um, you know, for selling our house, and nobody was allowed to use them. They were only brought out when, when there was a viewing, and everything else got taken away. But actually, it's a good point you're making, and it's the same if you've got pets as well, isn't it? You know, dog beds and dog toys and everything lying around, they're great, but people coming in may not like dogs, and also you don't mm -hmm. want to kind of give off that vibe that your house is maybe not as kept as fresh and nice because all these dog things are lying around mm. and we have that experience sometimes jimmy don't we where we go into homes and you know that they've got pets and it's about how do we approach that discussion of actually it might be a good idea to put that behind the scenes a little bit when we're preparing photographs and videos and viewings etc isn't it yeah i don't mind what i don't mind i don't mind dog beds being out as such but you don't want all the toys over the kitchen floor and dog mess in the garden and stuff like that as long as it's in the corner and tied away and clean <laughs> sorry for anybody that has pets and there's no mm. no lingering smell of pets pets yeah. around then that's i would say that's the key if it's tidy everybody well i don't even know what percentage of people have pets but i think well both yourselves have got dogs so um it's six, 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 right in front of you then <laughs> yeah, so, um a lot of people do have them so as long as it's tidy and it's and you can breathe fresh air then i don't think there's necessarily a problem with that yeah i'd agree i think i think the other thing as well is also you know it's about decluttering isn't it so again we've got some great advice and guides on decluttering so if you visit our youtube channels you'll see quite a lot of useful tips and hints in there in regards to getting yourself sale ready and how to declutter um but i think as well the other big thing and i found that when i downsized and again it's about creating this blank canvas for getting your house sale ready but 
to sell, donate, or bin it? What, what do you do with all this stuff that we collect? You know, you made a joke earlier on, Andrea, about, oh, it sounds like your house with all these things. But we all do that, don't we? We have to live in our homes. Yeah. But the sad thing is, I have decluttered recently. <laughs> it's still like that. Uh, sometimes there's a huge emotional attachment, and that can be one of the most upsetting things when you're selling a house, especially mm. for people that are downsizing. Um, you know, that they have to let go of things that they probably wouldn't have let go of otherwise. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was at my mum's the other day there and I found the 1980 um, school magazine from when I was in my second last year at school, you know, and I've had great fun <laughs> contacting the people in it and sending them pictures and the poems and things that they've written in it. So, but, you know, my mum would never throw anything like that out and I don't mm. think I would either it would always no. have to be an attic wherever I go <laughs> it's a, it is a big thing isn't it and whatever you whether you've grown tired of something or you don't want it being taken away and you don't want to put it away decluttering your rooms your cupboards and even onto your beds and um, to give your home room to breathe and impress just like we spoke about there mm -hmm. about that whole kind of breathing and pressing and giving space and yeah. actually, when we talk about that, I was at viewings at a property this week that was really popular that we've sold um, and got a great result for our client. But um, there was a couple of viewers who'd come to that, different sets of viewers, who were doing exactly that. They were downsizing. And um, because we had the lived with two big. Oh, the fish man. That is, that is. We're passing across the road, getting their fresh fish. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and you don't want your house smelling a fish. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so these, these these two couples were going around this property and the whole aim of them being there was because they wanted to downsize from what they currently have because the houses they have are just too big. But every room that they were going into, oh, this is not as big as my bedroom. No, oh, this is not as big as my lounge at home. And oh, the kitchen's not the size. And I was like, why, why, is it you, why is it you've come to view this? And they said, well, because we need to downsize. Right. <laughs> So what you have to do then, downsizing means it's not the same as what you have. That's the whole point of it. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of look past all of that and envisage the space that is here and could it, could it work for you? And that's a big mental barrier for some people, isn't mm -hmm. it, to get over that? Yeah. I mean, I think um, even sort of the house builders of just now, um, a lot of the show homes, because I'm an avid show home uh, viewer, and they don't have the same amount of storage in them that the older houses used to have. Um, and I think that does put people, must put some people off. It has to. Uh, you've got nowhere. I mean, some of them don't even have a garage. Where do you put all your stuff? I mean, yeah. we've got, a, I mean, I've done DIY for years and we've got an absolute queen of tools. And they're all in my all in my garage, and an overspill into the house, and some of the cupboards in the house. But you know, the modern houses just don't seem to have that storage. And also, the attic spaces are not usable, yeah. either because they've got rooms built up into the roof space, or they're so highly insulated that you can't use them. You can't yeah. put a floor on top of the insulation, yeah. um, or it, it's ineffective almost. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think people will struggle to get, they might get rooms the same sizes, but they certainly won't have the same storage. Mm -hmm. So for me, storage is always going to be a big thing when yeah. moving. And I think if you've got a lot of storage in your house when you're selling it, you need to make that obvious to your buyers how much yeah. storage there is. And there's I nothing think. that says a house doesn't have storage um, or good enough storage is seeing things piled up on top of wardrobes, shoved under beds, 
and uh, cluttering workshops and things. Yeah, exactly. That's it reeks of there's nowhere to put it, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But I think the other point as well is, you know, to pack for your move and get yourself ready for that. So anything moving with you that's either not being used or takes up space, you <coughs> can label it by room, um, using smaller boxes for light lifting, easier hiding and flexible transporting. And if you've got a garage or you've got an outbuilding or something, again, just putting them away in there because you're getting it out of the house and you're creating that image of space, aren't you? Yeah. But there's many upsides to doing this now as well and getting yourself ready. Not only will your home look irresistible for your photographs, it will feel fabulous for your viewings, which is what we're talking about. But you also have a large part of the packing done early, which is, again, a massive bonus, isn't it? Because it saves on the stress at the end. 100%. Totally agree. So what, what, what else can we talk about, kind of about rediscovering and reviewing and repurposing maybe some of the things that you have in your home, Andrea? Well, I mean, obviously you accumulate stuff over time, some more than others, uh, and you won't, might not notice just how something in one room would look great with something else in another room, simply what I was saying, saying earlier. And professional stylists look around your home for the possibilities and pairing of, you know, pairing partners, so why not copy their technique? Mm -hmm. um, so you could put all your accessories together into one room, uh, or you could take photos for a digital mood board, um, and you can see whether a colour palette or style inspiration uh, emerges. So you would look for commonalities like colours, materials, be it porcelain, glass, timber, metal, and the style, whether it's, I would say, 1930s, Victorian, mid-century, modern. Do you know, I quite like the idea of that, a mood board and doing that kind of um, inspirational digital platform I've never thought about doing that yeah you can you don't have to have a physical mood board you can actually do a digital mood board yeah um, like so don't panic about having to go wonder where you buy a mood board from <laughs> <laughs> of course I would just go to my garage and get all my tools out and my bits of wood and make one, but... <laughs> well, I think you that's a really order. good idea can be ready for Christmas <laughs> yeah it's a really good idea actually and it goes back to the question that Jim Gilmer asked earlier on about how, you know how do you stage a, a house so that's a great idea of how to actually visualize doing it because again if you're looking if it's an investment which is what Jim's clearly doing Every penny is a prisoner, I guess, in the in the project, isn't it? Because you want to get the best result for yourself. So I think if you do something like that digital mood board, that's a real good way of you actually saving time and money and effort, isn't it? Yeah, it is. In case you do it wrong and then you have to do it right again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say good morning to Jim Parker. Are you coming oh, in? Morning, Jim. Or are you just sitting in the background? Oh, he's away. again. <laughs> It's disappeared again. I thought he was gate crashing us. You <laughs> <laughs> must have just been sitting in the background. Never mind. Okay, okay. So um, we would want to explore whether painting a chimney breast or an alcove or single wall um, and whether that would help tie in with a newly styled room. So making a feature wall, they're mm. quite they're quite something at the moment, feature walls, aren't they? Do you think yeah. they're going to stay in fashion or go out of fashion? Well, I, I hope they stay in fashion because I've just done mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, <bye. laughs> so I've got a feature wall in my lounge, in my kitchen, in my bathroom, in my bedroom. <laughs> um, the rest of the wall, the rest of the walls are, are, are just a nice neutral colour, but it I, it does make a room pop a little bit. Yeah. And actually, when it, we talk about the fact of decluttering and not having things lying around, because I've got these feature walls and they're bringing the colours to the room. You don't necessarily need lots of accessorizing then in other mm -hmm. big bold colors so again it keeps it looking stylish um and 
decluttered in a usable room rather mm -hmm. than filling it with things to give you the colour. What do you think yeah. about that, Jimmy? You look like you've got a neutral thing going on at the background here. Yeah, neutral, neutral in um, most walls and then we have a feature wall as well, but the feature wall normally is, we normally, it depends what colour you want it, but then we normally have, we have different shelfings and then plants or photos mm. of the family, etc. on them. So we, that's what, that's what style Charlotte's gone mm -hmm. for anyway, should I say. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you want to do though. I mean, you want to declutter something. You don't, you want to kind of show homish, but not show homish because you do want people to envisage what their family would be like living there. So they do need to see those family touches mm -hmm. of family photos and what have you, but it does need to be in a way that it's not covering every wall, you know? Yeah, um, it's, exactly. Again, it's about doing it in a stylish manner, isn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. like, I think if, even if it's, white if all the rooms are painted white it just feels dull does that mm -hmm. make sense sorry um mm -hmm. i feel like there's character or a warmth in the in the room yeah, no, yeah. a lot of people will go for white walls but then they'll accessorize it so that's what i like yeah maybe two or three white walls and then a feature yeah. walls that's what i that's my yeah. that's my taste anyway so the other one of the other ones here, Perry, would be give any spare rooms a purpose. I think this mm -hmm. is quite important. Uh, so it could be, say, a guest room to study or a playroom, a home office even, um, and, and make them feel lived in and loved, even if you're not using them. Uh, a lot of people, the spare room tends to be a dumping ground. Oh, right, just put it in the spare room just now and we'll sort it out later. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's, you then in a big panic to clear it when somebody's coming to stay. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're, spare I think rooms you're right. are important. Yeah, spare rooms are, are great. I mean, mine is kind of part dressing room, part office, which is what I'm kind of using it for just now. And it looks nice and tidy with my backdrop, but behind all of that, there is quite a bit of stuff everywhere, <laughs> I have to confess. But uh, it is important to use this. The If you can show that each room is being used for a purpose, I think it's then easier to promote it, isn't it? And when we talk about home offices, we certainly see that a lot just now, Jimmy and Andrea, when we've got inquiries coming in. A lot of people's requirements in this last two years has been, I need mm -hmm. home office working space, which had never really come up before, I don't think. Um, but, you know, being at home and what your home is used for has changed in its functionality quite a lot, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. It certainly yeah. has. Yeah. I'm always, when I'm doing viewings now, I'm always asking, what's what's your work? And so are you working from home now? Or are you working in the office? So a lot of people, or they just openly say it. And then I, we always discuss where they could potentially have their home office, if it's building something in the garden or if it's a spare room or knocking out something under the stairs and making a little nook under the stairs where they could get a table and chairs or something like that so it is really important yeah i think as well the other the other thing with that is the fact that it might not necessarily be a room that can be a home office space i mean we've got a great property that we've just listed just now snowdrop cottage haven't we and actually they've been their hallway in the understairs but they've created a beautiful little kind of home office yeah. so that's always a nice thing as well isn't it yeah 100 mm -hmm. yes tastefully done 
So it's a fine your tip. stomach grumbling, Jimmy. <laughs> All right, so maybe I should have shut the window before I come on. <laughs> so it's a final tip. Professional styling doesn't have to mean extreme colour coordination, does it? It's more about that laid back and natural sense of continuity. And we've spoke about that. We've just given examples of how actually we've created that in our own homes, haven't we? But if you're unsure how to match any items, grab some inspiration from Pinterest. You know, there's so much online that you can access that gives you real good understandings of how you can make your home look nice and, and make rooms pop. So it's, it's always good to kind of do yeah. some, some groundwork before you start, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> so what else can we do? It's about, I guess it's about creating space, light and an atmosphere, isn't it, Jimmy? Mm -hmm. So what, what kind of advice would you give on that? Well, what I've seen really is um, buyers can't resist a bright, spacious and welcoming, welcoming home. Uh, some professional stylists know all too well. Um, obviously, professional stylists, but ourselves who's conducting viewings will will know that as well. When you the reaction as soon as they walk through the front door, and um, here's how to use some of their experts' approach for photos that pop and viewings that will sell. So one would be open sight lines. Mm -hmm. So picture an imaginary line from the door to the window in every room to see if anything is in the way and whether you can remove it or change it. I think that's quite a good one. If there's mm -hmm. a sofa where people might sit or in front of a window, um, which might be blocking it, get it out of the way so the light can come in. And that's something as simple as pulling all the blinds and making sure the windows are all open um, so the light can come flooding in for the viewings as well. Yeah, that is a big yeah, thing, isn't it? And I think it's when you're walking around, if it's visible to the viewer that they go, oh, I don't know about that there. It's about, again, if, if we're conducting the viewings as the agent, it's about the agent then trying to allow them the ideas and the visualisation of what the room could be like for them, isn't it? And they've got to look past the fact of how it's used maybe for the current purpose sometimes, don't we? Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Another one, um, which I think is a good one, is reveal more of the room mm. replacing replacing like solid based coffee tables and nightstands with one with legs will show off more of the floor which mm -hmm. people if they're looking at the floors will see get a bigger feel for how how big the room is and may even mm -hmm. anticipate they may anticipate that the room is actually bigger than they really think it is mm -hmm. yeah. and as can lift in plant pots and onto stands and swapping wooden legs on couches and beds to to mirror door transparent designs mm -hmm. it's all about that reflection and creating more space isn't it yeah it's like um i was watching something um some property flipping program uh on tv the other day and the lady was talking about where she wanted the kitchen and she wanted she wanted a cooker facing out onto like um patio doors or French doors overlooking the garden so she can cook, have an open play in area and um, watch the kids play in the garden so she can see everything. But the designers are saying that's just taking up your half in your, your area by putting the island there. I would suggest that we put the island, that don't have the island, put the cooker on the other side, but then you have this like mirror where you can, the light will reflect off there so you get loads of light, but you can also see um still see the kids playing their background and they went for that and it was she was over the moon with it when it actually was finally finished that's a really good point you make actually because i was at viewings this week and two different sets of people again did the, the same property 
and they, it was a beautiful kitchen, really didn't need anything done to it. But the first thing that both ladies did out of both couples in the kitchen was go and stand at the sink. And I kind of thought, that's that's what I would do. And they were they said, I'm standing at the sink because I want to see when I'm standing at the sink, what am I going to be looking at? And that was really the view for them was really important. One because they wanted to look at the garden area, but the second one um, was because the lady wanted to ensure that when her grandson was outside, she could she could see him and she would have visibility on him. So it really does play play a big part. And you don't always think about that. And I hadn't really thought about it thoroughly until that was pointed out on those particular viewings. So it's a really good point, Jimmy. Yeah, I would yeah. I would make my husband stand at the sink. That's where he goes. <laughs> Yeah, that's, where I, that's where I stand normally as well. So it's not just about that. I think it's about lift up the light as well, isn't it? It's like low-hanging ceiling pendants can make rooms feel small, um, but raising them a little bit higher, but at least if seven foot off the floor really is ideally what you'd be looking for. But what that can do is dramatically improve um, the sense of space and the light and also the reflections of the light within a room as you said jimmy if you're going to have mirrored or reflective items in a room having that light coming in is a really big creator of space isn't it yeah and i would say um especially what you've said there about um lift up the lights and having it at least seven foot off the floor is a big one because if you get someone tall or lanky like me coming in and i'm <laughs> ducking or hitting my head off stuff that's not that's just a bad bad vibe and bad thought straight away, especially if you've been a, in a cottage or done an attic conversion. That's a big one, trying to make it as, as bright and as spacious as, as you can. Mm -hmm. I think you're right there. And I think also another tip is, you know, decorating at the lamps um, and direct redirecting the light around the room, you know, highlight specific features within a room is always a good thing and create a cosy evening atmosphere as well. I think especially at this time of year, isn't it, where light is going to start being an, an issue for us with viewings and, and getting homes ready and the videos and the photographs, because we're going to have a duller light in the morning and then it's going to be darker earlier in the evenings, isn't it? So I think having all these little tips in regards to how you can create inner light to a room when, when we're in this kind of change in seasons, a massive thing just now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things that's not been mentioned on here actually is the use of light tunnels. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you've got yeah. an attic and a, an upper landing, or if you're in a bungalow and you've got a dark area of your hallway, you can actually get a, it's just a, a tube that goes from the roof down to your ceiling and it reflects the light down into it. And it's like having a 100 watt light bulb on during the day, obviously. It doesn't work at night, but mm -hmm. it's excellent for lighting a dark hallway during the day. Mm -hmm. Having to think about how to put in other windows or maybe putting in glass doors. Um, so that's another one that you can do. So, so how, do, how does that work then, if you're doing that then, Andrew? I've not heard of this. It just all works with mirrors and it reflects oh, okay. the daylight down through this tunnel into your open space. And the, the bit on your ceiling just looks like a flat, you know, one of these domed, little domed recessed lights. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, we've had a couple of those recently. I'm not sure when it was, I'm not sure if it was ones that you've been to, Andrea or Perry, but I definitely had a couple recently that, that's had a, a tunnel. Yeah. It's a good economical way of doing it as well though, isn't it? And it does, as you say, when people are looking to sell, they don't want to necessarily be spending funds putting in new windows or anything that's going to create no. that light. It's a good way of doing it, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think mm -hmm. with that as well, it's about making windows work for you as well, isn't it? And swapping out half height curtains for blinds 
Um, that can really make a room feel fresher and much more modern and brighter, can't it? And while floor length drapes are great, they do add glamour, but you don't want it to be the situation where the floor length is kind of shutting off all of the window. Because again, you're taking out all that natural light and making a room look dark. And when rooms look dark, they tend to look smaller as well, don't they? Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. about making, it's a creation of space and light that you're wanting to create, isn't it? Yeah. One of the other things in there for windows, and I'm looking into that at the moment, is plantation shutters. Mm -hmm. um, because if you get those in, well, you can get them in all different sorts of colours, but the white wood, you would think it would actually darken your room by having shutters there. But they actually reflect the white light into your room. So mm -hmm. although they can keep out the brightness of the sunlight, um, they still put in a lot of daylight into your room. Absolutely. And also it doesn't make the rooms look dark. We we had new windows fitted um, just before the summer started there. And I was trying to work around, you know, do I put fresh curtains up or do I put blinds up and what kind of blinds do I put up? But then I don't want it covering the windows. And you're restricted with that as well if your windows tilt in and or, mm -hmm. you know, come, it depends really on how your, your layout is. But one of the things that I did, and actually it was quite economical to do, and it's a great one for Jim Gilmer as well in regards to when he was talking about staging. Um, and we were able to order these online and it's actually those blinds, it's like the Venetian ones, but they actually clip into the frames of your window. Yeah. So actually yeah. it's almost like part of your window, so you're not fixing it to the walls, it's not mm -hmm. overhanging the window, making the window look smaller. And because we measured it all up and did it ourselves, honestly it was about a fifth of the price than getting a firm out to do it and they look fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that is a good idea. I think um. The keys of what we're talking around here on this whole subject is more light and more force place mean more money in your pocket at the end. Um, so don't hide your home's best assets by showcasing all the all the finer points. You'll reap the the greatest rewards by, as I said, showing the light and and the floor space as best as you can. Absolutely, that's a really good point. And it is all about that creating the scene and learning to make yeah. a scene from your home. So an empty surface is an opportunity for a sophisticated style moment, isn't it? Um, yeah. Professional stylish groups, objects together to form mini stories or vignettes, don't they? And it's just about putting something nice into your room and tips on that are, you know, you can make it romantic and perfect for the bedrooms, but three is also, you know, five is easy in the eye and you can make it really nice and gleaming and shiny and, and spacious looking without cluttering. So it's all about these little tweaks and turns of ornamental bits that you put in the right places, isn't it? That bounce that light off and give that cosy creative feel, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So what would be the classic ideas on that then, Andrea? Um, well, for vignettes, um, trays for purposeful grouping, you could get like bottles of, if you're a drinker, bottles of vermouth, bitters and gin uh, for a Negroni on a sideboard or candles, cacti and ceramics for a coffee table. Mm. Um, well, I've done exactly that. So I have like a white um, dining table, but it's one of these kind of tall like bar ones with bar stools rather than a kind of sit table. Um, and I thought mm, it's quite purposeful in the room and because it's quite tall, because Billy and I are tall, so we wanted to go with that effect. We were debating what we could then put on it because whatever we put on it again was going to create even more height and then suddenly it's going to be too much of a feature in the room <laughs> so I did exactly that and so we've got a lovely silver tray it's kind of like a butler tray if you like 
Um, and on that, we've got a glass decanter with some vermouth in it and just some nice glasses. And it, it sits really, really nicely there. And it looks quite classical as well. So it's a nice way to do something without, again, creating too much effort in the room and too much expense. But you're not allowed to drink it. It's got to stay no, as it is. <laughs> it's an ornament. It's an ornament. Don't touch it. <laughs> what other ideas do you then, Andrea? Well, fireplaces uh, with framed prints. Mm -hmm. uh, candlesticks and figurines on the mantel plate, uh, mantelpiece, uh, logs, pokers, fire guards on hearths. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you've got a really nice fireplace, you know, that's a, it's a statement in the room. So you want to dress it, to enhance it, and mm -hmm. make everyone fall in love with it, really. If you've yeah. got a fireplace that's a bit meh like that, well, you can sort of try and do your best with it. But chances are, Sunday buying your house will probably want to take out a, a rubbish fireplace anyway. But, yeah. um, you know, make the most of what you've got. I think that goes with um, log burners as well. Um, so we're, we're fortunate. I'm glad we actually got ours fitted last year now because I think we we're going to reap the rewards this winter. But anyhow, <laughs> when we got the log burner put in, we were kind of thinking, mm, it's, it's got a black hearth and I thought it's awful plain. And I actually went out and then got exactly that the whole set you know with the little broom and the poker and what have you and i remember when we were children actually because we used to have an open fire at home and we used to make the toast and the marshmallows and everything on it and so it looked at first i thought oh gosh that's not that's going to be quite an old-fashioned thing to have but actually sitting on the hearth it does look quite stylish and i do quite like it and it's as you say it's about just making those little tweaks that enhance it but don't overtake the main feature isn't it yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you can you can get very good replica log burners, you know, that are electric. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, you know, they look the real deal. Um, and you don't necessarily have to have it on as a heater. You can have it on as a, a centerpiece, uh, you mm -hmm. know, just for the effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think on that score as well, I mean, you know, ceramic holder stack with wooden kitchen utensils are always a good thing as well, rather than, as you said earlier, Andrea, having things lying around. But you know, have them in front of your recipe books, like maybe with a timber chopping board. And it's all these kind of traditional things that kind of invite people to be in that kitchen, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're laughing at Apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually bought a really, really nice utensil holder that is a ceramic one that has a little lip on the bottom of it for sitting your, uh, either your, you know, your uh, cookery book on or your iPad or you know your tablet or whatever for your recipes so that's really good never used it yet but it's really good <laughs> <laughs> you need to get creative with your bacon on a sunday andrea <laughs> but i think beds as well are a big feature in a room of course they are but again important to dress them right isn't it because they take up so much of the room don't they yeah so Jimmy, what, what would you suggest on that then make sure your bed's made i've been in many properties where the bed isn't made and had to make the bed and had to make the bed um but beds with two rows of pillows um and two nightstands each with a lamp for for which key is symmetry um making it look in place and then what i would also do is maybe two other items like a book clock vase or a framed picture or candle on this on the side as well um make it look symmetrical and symmetry and everything has its place if that makes sense it does but also you want to kind of create almost like a romantic feel in a room as well so that when people come in there they can see it as a relaxing down space isn't it yeah i would uh, yeah. i would agree yeah my pet bugbear is double beds pushed up into a corner 
And I think, which of the poor souls of the partnership has to climb over the other one to get into bed? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Always, it never fails, but you still see it because they want that bit more floor space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, really, well, I mean, a bedroom, really, you're going to to sleep in it. You're not spending your whole day in it. So, really, you don't need to be huge. As long as you've got enough space to keep your clothes and have a wardrobe and a bed, I still think even if it's a small room, you should try and have, you know, a walk around it. Yeah, I think I that's a really important point, actually, because any of you are going to see a property, if they see a bed against the wall, the first thing they think is this room's not big enough, yeah. which is yeah. why the bed's pushed against the wall. So it's a, you're trying to create that mm-hmm. space, isn't it? And as you yeah. said earlier on, Jimmy, it's about making sure maybe that the, the bed's got legs on it so you can see under the floor and it's all clean and fine and it just makes the room flow more, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. We used to have a super king bed in a bedroom and, and although we had enough room for it, we actually downgraded it to a standard double for the point of selling um this was quite a few houses ago now um just because it gave that bit more room at each side on the area where the bed was um so it's always worth maybe just keeping a spare double bed somewhere if you're thinking of selling but you still want to keep your 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 big super king for when you move just swap Mm -hmm. them over and put the other one in the garage yeah that's a good idea actually um, so from bedrooms, we're going to bathrooms. I mean, bath shelves loaded with body brushes, organic soaps, medicine bottles or small vases. That can always look quite nice as well, isn't it? As long as you've got them on shelves that are not looking like it's going to be too deep, you know, too cluttered. Um, but it makes it quite inviting space as well, doesn't it? Yeah, we have, um, well, we, Charlotte has that all set up with our body stuff and, and all that. Um, but I think if you'd have that in the bath, then like, Charlotte wouldn't, if we were to move, Charlotte wouldn't buy anywhere unless there was room for a bath in there. So trying to make it like um, a relaxing place or a place that you can not just to get more than just get washed or feel like um, like a therapy room, if that makes sense, when you have the body yeah. brush and yeah. stuff like that and candle scents in there could make all the difference. Yeah, it totally does, doesn't it? And if people are stuck for inspiration, there's lots of websites out there. You know, you can look at whos.co.uk. They've got some great ideas. Um, and help you kind of <coughs> scene stealing ideas if you like in regards to how you would set up rooms. Um, so we've kind of covered how you can make set the scene in a room, but how do you soften some of that up though? How do you soften the edges? Because you know sometimes that can look all quite mm-hmm. clinical, can't it? So you know from comfort and coziness are also something that people are looking for, and that's a final secret ingredient of a property, isn't it? You really want it to be nice. Um, and I think professional stylists have really got that off to a great finish and I, I buy lots of magazines just that I like to look at and, and see how they're doing that but they soften the acoustics of a room and they can turn echoes into dulcet tones without costly furniture replacements um, or the upheaval of decorating because not everybody wants to redecorate just to make a house look nice do they? Yeah I would uh, I would agree I would say mm-hmm. um, I would say the key word is contrast or colour to texture and fabrics so everything gets a chance to shine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what would ideas be around that then, Andrea, in regards to how you can well, get the textiles and colours? So in textiles, you can have like thick blankets on the beds, uh, throws, cushions on the sofas, rugs on the floors, um, and woven knitted or leather footstools. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I always think a footstool makes a room look posh. I don't know about anybody <laughs> else, but I think it looks posh. I like a footstool, but it can be, it's so multifunctional as well. We've got... Um, as you were talking about splashes of colour, so you know we've got like a, a grey sofa, 
but then we've got a lime green chair and footstool um mm -hmm. which sounds horrendous but actually works really nice um but that footstool it does get used as a footstool but i use it as a tray i use it for for many functions i do you know arts and crafty things and I, for me, that's another workstation almost when I'm sitting doing something. But you can display that in a room as well to show someone that they can do other things in a room rather than just what the room yeah. is. Yeah. And of course, a lot of footstools will have a storage space within them as well. Mm -hmm. So they're multifunctional. Um, it's great. You can keep the remote controls from telly and video and uh, the video. <laughs> How outdated is that? <laughs> like 20 years ago, you could have kept the video remote control in there. But you know what I mean, your, your sky box and curtain mm. box and everything like that. Keep them all mm. out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's all about these little tricks of keeping something neat and tidy and polished looking, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, you could also have art. Uh, so you could hang canvas prints or frame pictures to warm up empty walls in an instant. Um, you know, there's you've got a lot of these bargain sort of super stores and you can get mm. some really well-priced canvases in there. Um, and if you're artistic at all, once they've done their job there, you can reuse the canvas and paint anything on it you want. You can do projects for your children or your grandchildren, just paint it mm. white and get them to put handprints on it, and then you've got something to keep. Uh, I think that's it, it isn't it? It's nice to have those extra bits, and you don't need to spend hundreds or thousands of pounds on a piece of artwork. You can get them from some of these mega stores, you know, home bargains, B&Ms, all those kind of places are doing them, aren't they? Yeah. But you're right about the fun thing as well for families, because again, this would drive Jimmy with with his young family to to a property potentially. It's you can get those canvases that are literally blank, and you can buy them in home bargains, and the kids can decorate and create, and it's all those time time pieces that people keep in a home as the years go by as the remembrance of the children growing so I'd imagine Jimmy you've probably got quite a lot of that in your home at the moment <laughs> yeah you got loads of pepper drawings and whatever <laughs> it is that's coming home with um Zara when she's at nursery or the childminders and Jack always comes home with the stars of the week or whatever it may be from school mm -hmm. as well and we just don't have enough place to put them at the moment but um yeah those those touches do drive the emotion of when buyers come through the door so if you can display some of them that would that is a a good one to do yeah i definitely agree we could also have uh, plants are another way of softening things so we'll try some green in every room and like a statement pot plant mm -hmm. um ivy trailing from shelves freshly cut seasonal flowers or even a single fake stem on a nightstand um, I'm hopeless with indoor plants, I must admit, and I've got a couple of fake ones, um, but they do they do make a little difference to a room. Um, they're also meant to give have health benefits as well. They do so for your ear. Yeah, for your ear, they do. So I, I think you know there's mul multiple benefits to that. You're absolutely right. But I think as you said about you know perhaps you're not great at kind of growing indoors, but. What I see quite frequently when I'm out and about as well now is that, again, depending what season it is, but you see like glass vases, tall ones in kitchens and they've filled them with um, fresh chilli pods or oranges mm. and limes and lemons and things like that. So again, you've got this kind of pops of colour in rooms, but also they, they're giving off scent. They're giving off the emotion that this is a place you want to cook in. And again, it's about this image of we can work in here it's a working kitchen and that works for me so it's all these positive statements that the rooms are making isn't it definitely yeah and as i say you don't have to go overboard with these things you could go out on a you know on a walk in the woodland and pick up some twigs or some leaves 
make a collage out of the autumn colours, the leaves. You know, again, mm -hmm. something that you can get the children or grandchildren, you know, and time investment with them is always great mm -hmm. um, to make something. I mean, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen, he would be telling you to, to make a, um, you know, a collage of the leaves and then pour resin over it and make it into a table and, you know, but it doesn't have to be as complicated as that, but it's building memories as well and it'll give you good memories of the house that you're maybe leaving if you don't want to have to leave it. Yeah, I think at this time of year as well, when we're coming into autumn, it, you get that ever-changing colours. One of the things that I do, and I've started doing it when we came back to five, five years ago, um, I've got a big LSA glass um, vase that really I don't want to put like a big standing flower, fake flowers in. And what I do each year is when we're walking around, Silverman Park is actually my, my kind of favourite place to go to do this is picking up the acorns that fall and I try mm. to pick up these big acorns and I'm slowly filling this LSA jar with all these acorns and it's mm. a real nice feature in the room but also it's about bringing you know we've talked in the summer a lot about taking outdoors indoors and indoors outdoors and it's the same at this time of year as well mm. just coming into autumn and winter doesn't mean to say that we've got shut up all the barricades and we're staying in we're not going out you know you still can bring outdoors in and vice versa can't you yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's not actually been mentioned on this, but there's a lot that you can do with your outside space to make it sellable and, and to make you more on your, you know, if you've got a nice decking, you know, to make sure that that's in good condition. You know, if you've got a patio, you, there's ways of dressing that even through the winter, autumn and winter months mm -hmm. uh, to make it, you know, appeal to, to a buyer and to make them see that what the garden can be used for. Mm -hmm definitely and you're seeing that i'm certainly seeing that a lot when i go out to properties at the moment you know there's lots of pots still in gardens with nice color in them even though the kind of summer flowers are going but also again seems to be a real big theme at the moment on fences or or sheds or summer houses is you're getting those design panels that you can buy that you can put on and it's almost like a feature wall in a the garden they're fantastic mm -hmm. it looks really nice and it really dresses up the outside space so you're right it's absolutely about making sure that everything looks to the maximum, isn't it, for people to come and see it and, and for you to enjoy kind of being part of it and show off your home, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the garden is definitely included in part of the home. I don't think it can ever really be seen as a total separate entity. Mm -hmm. You know, some people might buy a house, but they've got to love the house and the garden. Yeah, yeah or like, see that they can do something with one or the other. Mm -hmm. um i don't think i don't think i would ever buy a house if i hated the garden or garden see a way forward with it yeah mm -hmm. i mean obviously flats and things don't have gardens but you know you can do things with your windowsills put little mm -hmm. plants out on your windowsills decorate them up have a window box you know you know you get those little mini gardening kits have you seen them yeah little rake things mm -hmm. yeah yeah, so, you can get lots of little ideas like that. And we see that a lot when we go long lease nook, isn't it? And when we see all the kind of little fish, old fish cottages and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And all the windowsills have got that. They've got their little coloured boxes with their, their flowers in them and shells and everything relating to the sea and the ocean and whatnot. And it's really nice to do that because, again, it's about bringing it all together and making it a yeah. workable space, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm thinking back to Jim, uh, Jim Gilmer there doing his first flip. Uh, yeah, stage the inside, but you can stage the outside as well. 
So once you've done the outside of the property up, maybe some plant pots, um, nice door furniture, you know, make it really, really appealing from the streets. Mm -hmm. And on that topic, actually, you know, if you are interested in that and how to create that nice space outside and planting outside, you know, we have done previous shows on that. So, you know, if you want to check out, we did one that was a kind of flower power blog. So, again, if you want to go on our social media channels, our YouTube channels, you'll see that on there. Um, we'll actually put the link in, in this, this program as well. So I, I, we can do that for you to kind of click on and have a look. But again, it gives you some real good ideas on how to kind of stage your garden and make your garden really pop and sing as well as the home. Because they both come together, don't they? Definitely. Mm. And if people if people are looking for for ideas, then check out a previous um, blog that we've done on um, on our website um, and on our YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. And there we go. That's the link for the Flower Power blog gone up there. Perfect. Oh. So going on what's next? people are probably thinking, well, what's my next steps then? How, where, where do I go from here? And I think adding professional style to your home is not as much work as you think it is. I think we've kind of shown that with what we've shared with you today. You know, it can easily be done. A single fun weekend could really give you all the time that you need to lift your house and get it in that position for you selling your price um, to the new heights as well that you would like to achieve. So whether your home's ready for sale now or you're just thinking about it, then obviously we've given you ideas around that, but we're here, you know, if you want to message us, if you want to look at the show later on, if you want to, you know, if you're watching the blog later, you can always just message us directly, reach out on all of our social media channels and we'd be more than happy to kind of give you some guidance and, and give you some advice. So just some final thoughts on that then, Jimmy, what, what would your kind of final share be? Um, my final share would be, um staging and styling is important um key things is letting in the light and letting in the floor space but also if you are going to be putting your house on the market speak with your agent about who your market is and trying to style it and stage it for for them coming through the door to mm -hmm. ultimately try and get you the best price at the end mm -hmm. perfect great andrea what would your final thoughts on it be I would say it'd be perfectly obvious to your viewers if you love your property, they will love it too. Yeah, I think that's a really good final point. And I would just echo that, to be honest with you. If people come into your home and they can see that it's loved and it's been thoughtfully done and that they can see that it's lived in in a nice way and offers so many different creative aspects to a lifestyle, um, it, that's really important. So we're happy to help with that if we can. So, guys, Jimmy, Andrea, thank you very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time this Saturday morning. And I uh, hope everyone else has a great day. Take care. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.